Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Cowley, and we are here today uh, with another episode of When I Grow Up. And today, we're going to talk about the possibility of when you grow up of being a wound ostomy continence nurse, um, which is often abbreviated W-O-C-N. And so I am pleased today to have a ex-second degree student graduate of our program, Vicki Lane Gooch. Vicki, welcome. Hello. Yeah, so glad you're here. So I stumbled upon your name recently when I was looking to explore this specialty, and I was thrilled to see this is the direction you had gone in and um, was not aware of that. You had just shared with me that you graduated in 2008, and I had just lost track of you. So I am curious to hear, we'll just, um, let's talk a little bit about this. So how did you get interested in wound and ostomy care? It actually started when I was in school. Uh, on the days you get to shadow people during your clinicals, I got to shadow a wound care nurse at St. Joe and got to see a wound back change for the first time. And I was completely fascinated by the idea that you could stuff this piece of foam and hook it to a vacuum and the wound would heal and that the body would fill in. And it really started, you know, piqued my interest in what else a wound care nurse could do. And so that was back in St. Joe Clinicals. That was a long time ago. So did you start out doing this or what did you do initially when you graduated? Initially, I worked in oncology over at Marquis for the first five years of my nursing career and had a fair amount of, of wounds, um, malignant tumors and ostomies from patients who ended up either from a colorectal cancer diagnosis or a cervical ovarian cancer diagnosis ending up with an ostomy. And so I had some experience to both wound and ostomy while working as an oncology nurse. Absolutely. And so what was it um, that piqued your interest enough to shift gears and go in this direction? It was there a particular incidents or what, what made you change your path here? I think I always kept it in the back of my mind from nursing school that I was interested in wound care but you have to have at least two years experience before you can enter into becoming a WOCN. And while I was working at Marquis, I started to come across more and more patients with ostomies that were unaware of how to take care of them or were a little afraid of their ostomies. And at that time, as the bedside nurse, we educated the patient and we taught them for home. And I remember walking into one of my patient's rooms and uh, started a conversation about their ostomy and they started educating me. They told me, oh, I learned how to use the ring to stretch it out. And instead of using that two piece bag from surgery, that stoma lady taught me how to use this other bag. And several patients just kept saying stoma lady, stoma lady. And I um, asked them, you know, have you met with the wound care nurse? And they said, yes. And, the woman's name, the stoma lady they were referring to is Barb Metzger, and she has been a nurse longer than I've been alive and spent most of it in wound and ostomy care. And I came to find out the other WOCMs called her the ostomy whisperer. And I came to find patients that used to be scared to go home with their ostomy and knew very little 
were then teaching me how to take care of their ostomy because they met with the stoma nurse. And it really clicked with me that I wanted to be the stoma nurse. I wanted to be that ostomy lady that walked in, could teach that patient a life skill that could change sort of the path of their recovery and help with some of that anxiety that they have before leaving the hospital. And one thing just happened after another and here I am. You know, that really resonates with me as a clinical instructor for many years. Students are scared to death of ostomies. They are scary and they're messy and they're embarrassing for the student and the patient and they're stinky and all of the above. But at the same time, they're part of these people's lives. And so what a really very cool and pivotal position that you put yourself in that you can really make such a difference in, in these people's lives. So tell me a little bit. So you did, you decided to go this route and um, you know, what I, what I have thought about when I was thinking about talking to you is I can think about when I lecture in med surge and I talk about wounds, there are just some students that love a really gross wound. I mean, they just love it. Or they'll tell me about last week in clinical and they just, the gorier, the better. Were you like that in school? I wasn't so much about the gory when I started um, in school. And I wasn't really so much about, we, we call ourselves pickers. But uh, once I started with my coworkers in the wound care department, you'll find we'll go in and we'll see a little slough in the wound or we'll see these dried scabbed areas and we'll clean it and we'll pick at it. And you just have some of those nurses at bedside that just sort of take two steps back and they let us do our thing. And it just does not interest them and then you have those other people that are right over your shoulder peering inside the wound and wondering what's going on and i think that passion and that interest kind of comes with seeing the flip side you know oftentimes at uk we see some of the worst wounds we get a lot of people transferred you know paras and quads with chronic ulcerations and to watch that heal is what's so amazing is that the body can fill itself in that you can take this gnarly stinky wound with slough and, you know, with the right interventions, you can see that heal up. That's really cool. So, you know, one of the things that I preach about in, in lecture, and I'm just curious to hear what your take is on this in reality, is the whole piece of nutrition as being so important with these people. Do you hit that angle with patients when it comes to people who have really bad wounds? I mean, do you all speak to the nutritional piece or is that more of what the dietitian does and you collaborate with them? Well, we are fortunate enough that we have such a team approach at UK. Mm -hmm. um, we have registered dietitians with each team and you'll notice in their notes, um, oftentimes when we have a wound that's not healing, we'll look and see, did they come in with protein calorie malnutrition? Are they able to get all of their feeds? Are they just at a trickle to feed? We'll see the wound stall. We can see, you know, the patient in the ICU that's not quite meeting their nutritional needs. Even with the best interventions, without that whole body component, that wound will stall out. Um, greater chance of that infection occurring. And then you notice as they transition out of the ICU and they become more mobile and they can take in more protein, you will see an improvement in that wound bed based on, mm -hmm. you know, the improvement in their overall condition, but also their nutrition. Interesting. Uh, if we've noticed that there's a wound that maybe the nutrition isn't 
aware of or that the person's not getting what they need, we can reach out to the nutritionist for that team and get them more involved in supplementation. They are usually there before we get there though. Yeah. And that makes sense. Do you, so what did you do to get your degree? What, what sort of certification, what was your, your education process in this journey? Well, to apply to become a WSDN, which is a cert certification program, you have to at least have your BSN and then two years of experience. There are several schools where you can go in person, uh, but I think for most nurses that have been working, there's the benefit of the online program. And Emory in Atlanta has a good program, and Cleveland Clinic has a very good program where you're given a, a year to complete your program. Uh, you study independently. For Emory, where the majority of my coworkers have gone, they break it up into four sections. So you uh, work at your own pace on the wound section, and then the ostomy and continence, and then they do a professional practice. And you can take anywhere from you know six to nine months. You're, you're put with a group, and they kind of encourage you to keep on pace, but it's up to you to keep on track. And then once you finish that, they have a bridge week for most programs where you can go for a week to Emory's campus and you do hands-on with the instructors. So you, uh, one of the things that we do, we try to kind of keep secret, but we trim diabetic toenails. And so you go to a, a nursing home and you work with the patients and you trim their toenails. So you learn hands-on. Sometimes we can do a little bit of uh, debridement on, you know, like a pig's foot. As a wound care nurse, we're allowed to we can't uh, debride it, uh, tissue that has circulation. We can't cause bleeding, but we can trim devitalized tissue. So you get to practice that, leg wraps, and more of the hands-on clinical that you can't get at home. And then when you come back, you actually precept for 120 hours, and you can break that up. Um, a little bit in wound, ostomy incontinence, and then you have some leeway. Um, here we get to go to the clinic to do most of our continence. Uh, you learn some fascinating things about pessaries and um, testing people for different types of stress incontinence and other forms of incontinence. A lot that's done with the nurse practitioner, but we still learn it as part of our um, preceptorship. And several of us are now preceptors for new people coming through the Emory program and they follow us and we teach them ostomy care and wound care side by side for that 120 hours. And then you take a national certification test and you can choose to do a um, professional portfolio to uh, recertify every five years, or you can re-examine. And most of us choose to re-examine, which is a little bit stressful every five years to retest, but you retest and sit for three separate tests, one for wound, one for ostomy, and one for continence. So do you have a specialty of one of those three? You said ostomy is uh, what seems to pique your interest the most. Do you spend most of your time working with ostomy patients or not. I've been very fortunate. Um, we typically have six people at Chandler and one person at Good Sam, and we do everything. We do the wounds, we do the ostomy, but it truly is my passion, and I have been able to create a space within our role as the ostomy lead. I get to do the majority of the ostomy education and see the majority of the patients, but we find if only one person does wound backs or only one person does ostomies when that patient isn't there there's not as much support so we're trained across the board we all do the vax the nail trims the ostomy but it's what i really enjoy and so i've been able to take on the role as the ostomy lead and then i take 
two floors that don't have as many wound consults, but I still kind of do a mix of both. What does a typical day look like for you? Do you work 12 hour shifts? What do you work? We do, uh, I like to call it bankers hours. We work mm -hmm. Monday through Friday mm -hmm. and then about eight to four 30 and we cover some weekends as mm -hmm. the seven positions we each rotate through. So we do work some Saturdays, but it's a Monday through Friday. A lot of what we're doing, um, turning the patients and changing their wounds and teaching family isn't really a two in the morning type of thing. Yes. Um, with the ostomy patients, we find if we can get them taught in pre-op, when they're in the hospital, they can remember some of that pre-op teaching and we can reinforce it. But for a lot of our trauma patients and even for some of our oncology patients, it's a big surprise when they wake up. They come into the ED for a little abdominal pain and then they wake up with an ostomy. So part of what we do is the nurses will put in consults for any wounds on their patients that they're concerned about pressure or wounds maybe that the physician isn't following and or an ostomy. And uh, I usually take the ostomy patients first and go to the bedside and I try to see them multiple times. There's just so much for a patient to take in at first that teaching them once before they go home is just not enough. We will typically go in and give them an education packet that explains, you know, what is a colostomy? What is an ostomy pouch? How do you take care of it? What are your food restrictions? And we go through that packet and we give them a sample bag and we have them practice with it. And then I like to follow up a couple of days after that and actually step-by-step step help them take their bag off, look at their stoma for the first time, touch the stoma for the first time. Um, right now it's a little stressful for patients because they can't have as much family support in the hospital. So teaching someone by themselves when they're already scared is a little bit more challenging. What well, we like to make sure that either the patient or the family has changed that bag at least once before they go home and that they're starting to take care of it. I think as nurses, we want to do it all for the patient. We just want to empty it. We want to change it. We want to help them out. Mm -hmm. But for the ostomy patient, it's kind of a disservice if we don't engage them and let them do that work while they're here because then they have that support. They have that standby. Mm -hmm. um, and we want them to be as independent as they're ready to be before they leave the hospital. When and they then, home, do you ever see them again? We have an outpatient clinic. Okay. Um, I don't have an office to see them. If they get readmitted, I try to follow up with them. I get this list, serve list at the beginning of every day that has all the ostomy patients in the hospital. And if they've come back and they're having trouble with leakage or they've been admitted for dehydration or they're having a revision, I try to go back and see them mm -hmm. and make sure they're able to manage at home so that if they're here, we can readdress that while they're here. Mm -hmm. But the general surgery clinic, uh, there's an outpatient ostomy nurse over there uh, and she does some of the pre-op teaching and then if she has a patient that she really struggles with, we sometimes cross the street and kind of troubleshoot together mm -hmm. and help um, figure out different options for the patient. Mm -hmm. I try if I know while the patient's here that they're going to struggle to reach out to Jenny, give her an email, give her a heads up, you know, please check in when this patient comes for their follow-up visit. We may need to adjust something because an ostomy decreases in size for the first six weeks. And when I see them in the hospital, I'm pouching and teaching them for what they are immediately post-op. They're usually swollen, their stomach's swollen, they're not eating the same. And then after 30 days, when they go home, they may lose or gain five or 10 pounds, their stoma may shrink. And so what we send them home with may not be what they need in a month or two.
And so we've really focused on trying to catch those people while they're here or during their follow-up so they don't continue to struggle at home. So yeah. we definitely have a, a open relationship with the outpatient clinic. This is my forever job. That's so awesome. That's yes. wonderful. I love your story. I think it, it sounds like it is just a really nice fit for for you and you know to for a nurse to have an eight to four thirty job can't beat that <laughs> so do you all have and I've, i'm we're almost out of time here but i'm just curious so like on any given day when you get to work in the morning everybody you got i guess you have your list of of patients to go see for the day and that's what you do for your eight hour period you get as much done as you can and then you just follow up on the next day is that pretty much it is. We yeah. get consults, you know, Mondays are heavy days for us and Fridays when they want to discharge for, for the weekend. But there's this idea that we could handle eight to 10 patients a day. Sometimes mm -hmm. we see 12, you know, if the wound that we're seeing is a skin tear. If I'm trying to teach four or five ostomy patients, that teaching session takes an entire hour usually. Mm -hmm. So there's a leeway for what we see. But when there are six of us here, we're all taking eight to 10 patients um, for, you know, 900 plus bed hospital at capacity, we stay pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. This is wonderful. I appreciate it and continue to do the good work. And anytime that you can get a hold of a nursing student and take them with you into a patient's room, I think nursing graduates, um, that's a weak link in, in nursing graduates. I don't think they really understand wounds. They don't, you know, I find in school, they don't know how to describe wounds. They don't know what to do with wounds. And, and so um, you'll have to help me grow our young ones here moving forward. Oh, I love the students. I, I always want to encourage them That's uh, to be as fascinated with wounds and ostomy as I am. They don't all quite make it, but uh, the students are great. They're like sponges. They love to learn. That's great. Well, Vicki, thank you so much. And I appreciate your time. You're welcome.